Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hey everybody, welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in all things crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? It's going great. What can Good I say? Good to hear. I heard where on... you got a kiln. I've been on the hunt for a kiln. I have a new uh, skill I really want to learn, and I've been researching the hell out of it and watching a billion YouTube videos and reading and reading and reading, but I can't do any of it without a kiln, and I found a kiln here in my town. I'm picking it up today. I am over the moon excited. I can't wait Woo! to show you guys what I'm going to do with it. Um, now, let's hope all those pieces, you know, <laughs> come together in the way I'm hoping they do, but <laughs> yes, I am super, super excited. Well, congratulations. You know, well, Katie, you she's always much. got some new thing she's wanting to learn to do. Always got a thousand. Yeah. Like, I, I saw a bumper sticker one time that said uh, that my craft room is my kid's retirement. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's where we are, like, boys and girls. I, yep. I hear that. I say that to you <laughs> as though that isn't always the case for me, too, because it is. I know. It's true. But, you know, we're makers. We make stuff. We like I, to. To be fair, what I really need now is a bigger house or a house with a really big shop. Yeah. Or maybe just a separate house where all your craft stuff goes. <laughs> maybe that's true. <laughs> I get that. I, I genuinely do. Yeah. Well, one of the things we like to make is podcasts. And this is mm -hmm. a Mormon Misdeeds Unveiled podcast. You may know this is a spinoff of True Crime Squad, part of, but also posted separately for those of you that are more interested in our Mormon crime coverage because, well, you might be surprised, but there's a hell of a lot of it, my friends. Mm -hmm. And to quote one of my favorite true crime TikTokers, uh, EIC, Education in Crime, this uh, trash can toilet brush, Tim Ballard, continues to be in some serious hot water. So let's get into that. You may recall Tim Ballard is the guy who led an organization called Operation Underground Railroad. Terrible name, not lost on any of us, as we know. Uh -huh. He was saving trafficked children in other countries. Air, heavy on the mark means, air quotes. Uh -huh. um, he is the inspiration for the very creepy and extremely inaccurate movie, the Sound of Freedom that came out earlier this year. Little did we know at the time that when that movie came out, and we lived deep in Mormon land in Idaho, you guys, that movie was lauded by everyone. We had the shit pressured out of us to go to it. Did not go, not given those people any money, and you're going to find out why. But little did we know right before that movie was released, Tim Ballard was invited to cordially GTFO under Operation Underground Railroad. Why, you may ask? Because he was under investigation for sexual harassment of employees and volunteers of Operation Underground Railroad. And so they said, well, you better quit or we're going to shit can you. So yeah. he quietly quit. They ran that movie. And he just really can't keep his pee-pee in his pants. Yeah. Uh, no, he cannot. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you something about that here in a minute. Then they moved forward with the movie using his name and his image and everything, like everything's all hunky-dory, uh -huh. and made $184 million on that film. That's uh -huh. what that film grossed. Yeah. The whole time knowing that old Timmy Ballard was out because of incredibly gross and inappropriate behavior. Uh -huh. 
And I'm going to tell you all about that because there are now two lawsuits filed against him for a total of six women who are seven women who are suing him and one, the spouse of one of them uh, for some really horrific stuff. But you know what he did? He immediately went out and he started a new organization. And guess what that organization is called? Spear. He called it Spear. This whole thing is about Tim Ballard and his stupid dick. It really mm-hmm. is. Yeah. It's gross. I mean, this is Chad Debel-esque. Chad oh, yeah. Storm, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And, oh, the uh, phallic reference after what he's being accused of. Really, it's so gross. really gross. Also, completely clueless on his part. Mm-hmm. So, recently, a series of articles came out from Vice News. A huge investigation around Tim Ballard, Operation Underground Railroad, making a lot of accusations, accusations that turns out were all correct and are all now playing out in the courts right now, Mm -hmm. including Tim being totally shut down by the Mormon church. Now, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or the Mormons, as I will continue to refer to them forever until the end of time, um, they don't do that. They don't separate themselves from anyone. They don't make public statements. They don't get involved in this stuff ever. They just pretend like it's not happening because, well, that's the way of things. They actually renounced Tim Ballard in a statement to Vice News. Utah, Idaho blew up over it. Of course it's fake. There's no way they would ever do that. They're not going to talk to, of all places, Vice News. They're, oh no, it was most definitely real and confirmed to be real Mm -hmm. multiple times. Not only the Mormon church separating itself from Tim Ballard, but also one very uh, high up leader in the Mormon church, M. Russell Ballard, not a relation to Tim Ballard, although I think he sort of liked to let people think that uh, M. Russell Ballard was, but he has used, Tim, Tim has been using M. Russell Ballard's name for quite some time now. Uh, to justify the things that he is doing. Mm-hmm. M. Russell Ballard is the president of the Quorum of the Twelve, which is a group of 12 men just below the presidency of the church, which are the top three uh, leaders. So he's way high up on the list, could be considered for prophet of the Mormon church at some point, which is the president of the Mormon church, way high up there. So yeah. to get this public rebuke was a huge deal. And I got to tell you, it is tearing Mormonism to shreds. Mm -hmm. I am here for every fucking minute of it. Because there are people who are sticking with Tim Ballard and are saying, well, the Mormon church must be involved in trafficking. Well, no shit, Sherlock. The Mormon church has been involved in in trafficking since uh, old Joe Smith found those plates in the side of a hill. Okay? Mm -hmm. Trafficking in the Mormon church is standard and has been forever so let's get into what's happening with tim ballard right now because well it's interesting it's also gross and horrifying so what i have here i'm going to share some quotes from various articles that um really summarize what is in the lawsuit um all of these articles will be linked in our show notes so that you can go and find them but let's start right here Um, The uh, lawsuit states defendant Ballard intentionally, knowingly or recklessly committed battery and sexual assault of plaintiffs as all sexual touching was done under the couple's ruse in order to help (laughs) save trafficked children and women, the lawsuit alleges. It was a ruse, all right. It was a ruse to save women and children. The complaint comes after Vice News reported allegations of sexual and business malfeasance, a rebuke by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that accused Ballard of trying to exploit his friendship with a senior church apostle for personal advantage and activity regarded as morally unacceptable. Yeah, the couple's ruse. Let's talk a little bit more about that. The suit claims that Ballard allegedly abused five women during what he called the couple's ruse, inviting women to pose as his wife so they could fool traffickers during rescue missions and then allegedly coercing them into sharing a bed or showering together. We are not talking about posing as his wife. We are talking about performing as his wife. Mm -hmm. 
Ballard claims that the couple's ruse was an undercover tool to prevent detection by pedophiles when Ballard would not engage in sexual touching of the trafficked women offered up to him in strip clubs and massage partners across the world, the lawsuit states. The 30-page lawsuit continues, Ballard soon began abusing the couple's ruse and eventually used the ruse as a tool for sexual grooming and used his relationships to coerce women into sexual contact. He literally trafficked women into his organization in order to be used to fight trafficking women, you guys. He's a trafficker. And women now, were lining up, lining up to be absolutely. a part of this organization and you be on, be on, on a job. That is. Yeah, you may be wondering why that is. Well, first of all, Mormon women are extremely naive about sex extremely naive. We were raised that way from the time we were very little. Mm -hmm. Also, Mormon women are not taught consent. Men have power. Men have control. Men speak for God. So if a man who is speaking for God tells you you will do this and it will save the children, Mormon women will do it. You bet. And they've done it over and over and over again. Now, you may be asking yourself, okay, but is this like standard practice when trying to break up trafficking rings? Maybe this is how they do it, right? Because this is what was, I think, this was the impression given to a lot of these women because Tim Ballard uh -huh. did work for Homeland Security. He's had some other, like, governmental affiliations that might give people the impression that he knows what he's doing and that this is how it is supposed to happen, right? Uh -huh. Oh, wrong. Suzette Rasmussen, an attorney for the women, told Deseret News that Ballard had subjected several women to sexual harassment, uh, spiritual manipulation, grooming, and sexual misconduct during their involvement with the anti-trafficking uh, organization. Uh -huh. So in some instances, the lawsuit claims Ballard flew women who would be posing as his wife or partner to Utah, where he lives, to hone an impression of sexual chemistry and ask them to perform lap dances, take part in couple massages, and engage in various sexual acts short of penetration and encourage the women to get Brazilian waxes. This was part of the job interview, if you will. He would also visit Salt Lake Valley strip clubs, the lawsuit alleges, and pay for lap dances, drink alcohol, and take pills, which, by the way, drugs and alcohol, totally pro prohibited as a Mormon, mm -hmm. all paid for using Operation Underground Railroad funds. Mm -hmm. They were using the money they raised to supposedly be helping trafficked women and children for this shit. Yep. Ballard is alleged to have reaped $14 million for activities with the not-for-profit groups named in the suit. $14 million for himself mm -hmm. to go out to strip clubs to drink and do drugs. Mm -hmm. Now, while trafficking operations can involve covert identities, experts say this alleged behavior would not be acceptable. Suzanne Lewis Johnson, who is a former FBI agent and a, and a Christian, this is from Christianity Today. I wanted to see, like, what are the other religions out there saying about this? Right. Um, or so former she law is enforcement as Christian. well. Yeah. Right. She worked on child trafficking cases in Ohio for a decade and reviewed the lawsuit against Ballard. She said, I ran operations in this area. They did not look like that. There's nothing normal about what I read in the lawsuit. She said no law enforcement operation would require sex acts to do a rescue and that coercing staff to engage in sex acts in their jobs could itself be considered forced labor under federal trafficking statutes. That you might actually be trafficking your employees if you were expecting such things. Well, gosh, Tim. Yeah, yeah. So uh, more about how he hooked them in. The lawsuit alleges that Ballard probed the women's commitment to the Mormon church and all of Ballard's accusers are Mormon. Huh. Ballard asked them, is there anything you wouldn't do to save a child? Well. It also claims that Ballard took ketamine and issued prophecies dictated from the Mormon prophet Nephi, 
who is a fictional character from the Book of Mormon, which is Mormon scripture, um, that he would become a U.S. senator, then U.S. president, and ultimately a Mormon prophet who would be able to usher in the second coming of Jesus Christ. Oh! He was prophesying we these go things again. himself while taking ketamine, which, mm -hmm. by the way, totally against everything in the Mormon church. Also, there's really only supposed to be one prophet, guys. Mm -hmm. His name is Russell M. Nelson right now. He's mm -hmm. 99. I don't know how much longer we're going to have him. But this is a problem that Mormonism really, really has and has not dealt with, no. is this concept of, well, if one man can be a prophet, can't other men be prophets? Like <clears throat> Chad Daybell, for example? Mm -hmm. This is a very good example of another way that things spin off and splinter in this church, giving men that kind of power. Well, they're set up from that from the time they're little. They are. I can think about uh, talks that I heard when I was a kid from prophets saying about their childhoods and stuff, you know, and their mothers and their families and basically the gist that I was just a rowdy kid just like you guys and I just, you know stayed uh, got right with god and stayed right with the uh, teachings of the church and now here i am the prophet and you could be too right you know well little boys are taught thing to aspire to yeah when little boys turn 12 they're given the Aaronic priesthood which is the beginning of the priesthood rites in mormonism mm -hmm. and when they are given that they are told they have more power in their little finger than the pope or their own mother mm -hmm. Men are raised to be narcissistic egomaniacs in the Mormon church. Their power is held so high and the power of women and girls does not exist. Right. When men are the prophets, what are the women and girls? Chattel? Sex workers for the cause? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, here are allegations against the sex trafficking uh, activist also threatens to draw in the Mormon church directly. The lawsuit alleges that Ballard claims that senior church leader M. Russell Ballard, the two are not related again, had given Ballard permission to do the couple's ruse as long as there is no sexual intercourse or kissing on the lips and had given him a special priesthood blessing as such. Guys, he had permission. <laughs> However, M. Russell Ballard, who is in his high 80s, I think, I doubt he thought that saying no intercourse and no kissing gave Ballard permission to go to strip clubs and get blowjobs legit from these women, mm -hmm. uh, go to couples massage parlors and lap dances and take drugs and drink and all this other stuff because well and russell ballard didn't tell him not to do those things did they did he he got yeah. a pardon he got a pardon he got permission guys mm -hmm. all of this is being said to women who see m russell ballard as an authority who see tim ballard as an authority mm -hmm. And they get sucked in as I'm doing the God, I'm doing God's work. Mm -hmm. I'm a part of the plan. I'm a part of the plan. You have no and idea the I power am, of words like that. And I am special. I am I'm special. special. I'm chosen. God is asking yeah. me to do this. Yep. Yeah. And and one thing to always bear in mind when we're talking about these cases is that in Mormonism, the teaching is that the only sin comparable to murder, number two on the list, is sex outside of marriage. Yeah. Understand how serious this is. For you guys that weren't raised anywhere near Mormonism or, you know, raised in completely different faiths that weren't so weird about sex, understand this. In Mormonism, murder is number one. Sex outside of marriage is number two, the number two sin. Yeah. That's how serious this is. It is. But these women thought they were doing God's work, thought they were doing what they were supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. In their minds, in their hearts, they're following the Lord. 
They're on the path. They're part of the plan. Because there's always permission given uh-huh. in Mormonism. All of this reminds me so very much of Joseph Smith and polygamy. Uh-huh. Guys, God said, an angel came and said, it's going to smite me with its sword if I don't take this 14-year-old as my wife. Yeah. It's the same narrative that has been used to abuse women and children in the Mormon church since its very beginning. Absolutely. And it's playing yeah. out right now in 2023. In, in wild ways. Yeah. So in the lawsuit, the women said that it was their rele- reasonable belief and inquiry that when the church leaders learned of Ballard's couple's ruse and how it was being used, they moved to excommunicate him. The church has not confirmed that Ballard's membership, um, the Mormon term for excommunication, has been withdrawn. That has been confirmed, however, uh, by uh, John DeLynn of Mormon Stories, several other uh, Board members. Mormon yeah, yeah. ward members. There, there's a way you can look up the people who are in your ward or your congregation to see their standing basically in the church. Well, guess whose name is no longer on the list with his family in Tim Ballard's ward? Him. So we have it on pretty good authority. The Mormon church actually excommunicated him prior to these lawsuits being released. Mm-hmm. They've had prior knowledge. Mm-hmm. And they want to separate themselves from this as though they did not create this situation, except we all know they did. Because it's no different than all the other shit we have watched our entire lives with these megalomaniac men Uh who believe they can do anything they want to Uh whoever they want. And if God says all God has to do is just tell them, then it's all okay. Uh Do you know how many times we have heard from girls, young women at, uh, Brigham Young University, Brigham Young University, Idaho, of men saying to girls, God's telling me that you're my future wife and you should date me. Mm-hmm. Now, you know luckily, most of these girls are living in 2023 and are going, gross pickup line, see ya. However, some of them, some but not of them all of them, works on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. it does. Absolutely, it does. As we know, these things are alleged. Of course, Tim Ballard is vehemently denying all of it, except that the the culture within Operation Underground Railroad clearly has been well known by lots of people involved in these things. Um, All of these accusers are currently unnamed. Guys, they're Utah Marines. They're terrified. They will lose everything. over this and it might seem insane because they're the victims why would they lose everything because they have dared question the authority my friends as women they are maybe we'll see their names maybe we won't they are probably all also under uh disciplinary action from the church they probably are they probably are they participated Mm -hmm. facing either excommunication or dismembership, dismembership, disfellowship. I almost said dismemberment, so I'm glad I didn't get that far. (laughs) Disfellowship or other disciplinary action because they were involved and they did, uh, yeah, they did take part. And so even though they're the victims, they are likely in big trouble. Yeah. Yeah. They likely are. Um, the attorneys that are representing these two different, there are two, there are two lawsuits, two, two groups of people, but basically exactly the same allegations. Both of them expect that there will be more accusers as we go forward. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know where all this goes because these women, yeah, they were duped, uh-huh. but did they willingly do this? They did. Yeah. Now, were they, were they fully consenting? And were there times in which things happened that they didn't consent to? Oh, I'm sure there are. Oh, I would imagine a lot. I mean, the fact that this isn't criminal is really disturbing to me. Uh Because our savior of children, Tim Ballard, is a sex trafficker, guys. Uh This is why these private organizations are not a good idea. This is not recommended. The things that they do running these sting operations... This is not how actual law enforcement agencies 
handle sex trafficking. No. This is not the norm in any way. This no. is made for TV movie style mm-hmm. fighting well, sex speaking trafficking. Speaking of that, there are some pretty uh, compelling allegations that uh, M. Russell Ballard had invested to the tune of around 250k or more to tim ballard's production company yes yes because what we know is there are somewhere around at least 10 documentaries that have been produced Mm -hmm. based on these sting operations that have never seen the light of day Mm -hmm. based on and what was happening is that tim ballard had figured out a way to monetize this work to make him a bunch of money and he was creating companies like the production company and other organizations that were for-profit organizations that would actually be driving operation underground railroad uh, in order to monetize what he was doing this is all about tim ballard's ego Mm -hmm. every bit of it he's trying to make money and he's trying to be a big superstar Mm -hmm. right before all of this came out there were rumors that he was going to run for Mitt Romney's seat because Mitt Romney is retiring Mm -hmm. and um, he was going to run for Senator Romney's seat, you know, with the goal of becoming the president of the United States. What you don't know is that there's a huge, and you may know this, that there's a, there's this prophecy called the white horse prophecy came out a long time ago, Mormon, Mormon prophecy that when the country was in peril, that a Mormon president would rise and save the constitution. And everybody thought that was gonna be Mitt Romney, literally where we live, people 100% believed that Mitt Romney would win his presidential bid. People here were absolutely dumbstruck when Obama beat him. They were paying absolutely no attention. They're completely toned up to the rest of the country. Uh Uh, And so now apparently Ballard was about to put himself out there Uh as he was gonna be that guy. It was awful. People here were so upset. It was terrifying. Um, When Obama won the first time, there were kids on my kids' school bus singing songs about assassinating the president and saying really ugly racist things. And it was so upsetting to my kids uh, the first Mm -hmm. time around. And they ended up with the FBI doing an assembly at the school to talk to the kids about the ramifications of threatening the life of the president. Like it was awful. So then when Mitt Romney lost, when I tell you my Facebook page lit up like a Christmas tree, people were devastated. I mean, and stunned. Absolutely stunned. stunned. This was where a lot of this election denying and disbelief really started. I absolutely, at least in our area. I didn't send my kids to school the next day because I had no idea what was going to happen, what it was going to be like. And I just went, let's just take a fun day and hang out and do some fun things because I'm not trusting this community today. It was awful. Absolutely awful. And also the church went, new phone, who dis? We've never said that. White horse prophecy, never heard of it. As the Mormon Church generally does, that's their that's their whole mo is just to deny everything. Mm-hmm. So when they actually came out with a public statement against Tim Ballard, it was shocking because mm-hmm. that just doesn't Huge. happen. They just pretend like it never happened. Mm-hmm. So you know, this is I think probably still just the beginning with Tim Ballard. We don't know. Oh, yeah. Will there be criminal charges filed against him? It's possible. Where will these lawsuits go? How many more victims are there? There's a lot, and we're going to continue to keep you updated on it, but we wanted to update you on the current lawsuit status that is happening. And um, Well, I have a question. For our listeners, hmm. do you think there should be criminal charges against Tim Ballard? Yeah, that's a great question. And and what do you think they would look like? Are we looking at trafficking? Are we looking at fraud? Are we looking at uh, Mm. just sexual harassment? I mean... There's a lot of things that could potentially come from this, but I'm curious. Uh, do you think there should be criminal charges against Tim Ballard? And, and if so, why or why not? Or what do you guys think? I'm curious. Yeah, curious. Because it's it's we're in the bubble. I mean, we're definitely out of the church and we can see how insane this is. But we still live within this bubble. It is very helpful to hear from people who have no affiliation whatsoever, mm-hmm. your opinion. 
And if charges and if you're are stunned not silent, filed, don't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. If uh, there are not charges against Tim Ballard, why? 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 Is this uh, a longer arm of the church? Because you have to understand in Utah, most of the people that work in the judiciary and, and in the in law enforcement and in the prosecutor's office and stuff, a bulk of them are Mormon. Not all of right. them. Not all of them, but a bulk but of a them. But a vast majority. Um, would we not file charges to protect what? The, the church? The optics? Tim Ballard himself? Are they Tim Ballard acolytes? They could be. Is there just not enough for a criminal charge? All of those things really come up for me. Like, what does this really mean? And honestly, where are the criminal charges? In my opinion, there should be some. But yeah. Well, there are big questions about um, fundraising and how it was handled mm -hmm. and some stuff they didn't know, like that Tim Ballard was using a psychic who was supposedly speaking to uh, Nephi mm -hmm. um, to help guide their operations. Mm -hmm. Uh, so there's still a lot happening. There's a lot of investigation happening, probably way more than we know. Uh -huh. uh, so, yeah, big, big questions, I think, there. Yeah, lots of them. So, yeah, let us know what you think. In the meantime, <laughs> Katie's got a real humdinger for us just to, you know, hammer in the fucking insanity of Mormon crime. <laughs> So last week we talked to you about Rosie Hamblin. Rosie Hamblin was the former wife of a Utah therapist, David Hamblin, who she's 70 years old. She was just arrested for some uh, sex abuse allegations that happened long before that she was involved in. We already talked about it. I'm not going to get into her charges, but you can certainly go back to last week and find the article or find our coverage on it. Uh, but we actually decided, actually, we've never really reported on David Hamblin. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is the drop in the bucket. We're going to dip our toe into it. And there will be a lot more about David Hamblin in the oh, future. Uh, because David Hamblin is certainly in the same club as Chad Daybell, as Tim Ballard. And I'm going to say as that crazy guy who kidnapped Elizabeth Smart. Mm -hmm. uh, these guys are all sitting around the same table, in my opinion. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about David Hamblin. David Hamblin was a therapist in Utah, uh, operated around the Provo area, and there's a few counties in there that he was involved in. Uh, David was one of those therapists, like Jody uh, Hildebrand, who was referred the church was referring people to them, uh, particularly people who were victims of sex abuse and people who were, uh, who were gay. Struggling with same sex attraction. Yep. Struggling with that old same sex attraction. That's the Mormon word words mm -hmm. for it, which is gross as hell. I hate that. Mm -hmm. He was at one point the elders quorum president, which is, uh, and I'm sure he had a lot of other callings, but that's one we know of, which is in his congregation or his ward. That is someone who uh, has a lot of authority. He's not in uh, the top three authority in that ward, but still the elders quorum president. Well, people would trust you. You are the elders quorum president. You are a Mormon male. You are a therapist that the church refers to. You have a lot of trust in the neighborhood. Yeah. And back in 2012, he had been charged with something like 18 felonies for sexually assaulting family members and uh, his patients. Uh, he was hypnotizing. He was using hypnosis as a tool to then sexually assault his patients. And for whatever fucking reason in 2012 the prosecution just really really failed to do their jobs and all 18 of those felonies were dismissed are you enraged yet because you should be 18 felonies yeah. 
of sexually abusing children and patients dismissed. But the church went, gotta let you go. So he was excommunicated and he formed his own kind of, I'm going to say cult and some of you might at me for that. I don't really care. Uh, but his own group. And he started having these healing circles and he was having them in members of his group's uh, homes where basically people would gather and ask for blessings. Now, just because he'd been ex from the church didn't mean he wasn't still giving blessings as if he wasn't uh, because he too saw himself as a prophet of sorts. And so he was holding these healing circles where people were coming and asking for help with various problems with, with, struggles. This one particularly affronts me because when we had our metaphysical store, we had a monthly healing circle the entire time we were there. Um, It certainly wasn't, yeah. Yeah, we still do them online sometimes. And it certainly wasn't about sexually assaulting people. Uh, Definitely not. About people coming together to help each other. Mm -hmm. But David Hamblin is yet again one of these men, think John of God, you know, or, or the Bikram yoga guy who mm. present themselves as some sort of a seer or a sage or a prophet that people are drawn to, Chad Daybell, that uh, are using that uh, acknowledgement to abuse people and get what they want. And, and that's who David Hamblin is. So in 2022, a new victim came forward and a whole bunch of charges came down on David Hamblin. And finally, finally, too little too late. Jesus. Very much. This is was a little girl. She was a little girl in the 80s and 90s who was a neighbor who had spent quite a bit of time at the Hamblin's home playing with their children. And she has a harrowing tale of being forced by him to give him oral sex on many occasions. At one point, he actually stuffed her head first into a sleeping bag and raped her. Uh, At another point, he uh, forced her to perform oral sex on his wife. That's where the charges against Rosie have come from. Mm -hmm. And again, ruling over these kids with fear. You know, of course, it's the typical threatening them, threatening their families, you know, the the, the basic uh, starter pack for sex assault or sexual abusers making threats to kids who think that you can live up to them. And so he was charged with a whole bunch of stuff. And that... Uh, that happened, this is this kills me. That happened in September of 2022. In August of 2022, Hamlin and his attorney were in front of a judge asking for his record to be expunged from all of those former accusations. This motherfucker. In August of 2022, in front of a judge saying, Judge, those were all, God, that was all released. I shouldn't even be here anymore. Uh, That needs to come off my record. And the judge went, "Eh, let's give it six months and see what's up. Because, yeah, two months later, he is arrested on all of these charges. Well, that He was already being investigated at that point, I would imagine. he was already being investigated. And that's why the judge said, let's wait six months and see where the rest of this goes. While those charges brought another victim forward. And six more charges came in October. This was a man who, as a young man, was referred to Hamblin for therapy for struggling with same-sex attraction. And a part of David Hamblin's therapy for him was grooming and sexually assaulting him. Uh, He told him that... What he needed to cure his homosexuality was to carry the semen of a righteous man to counteract the semen of the unrighteous men that he was carrying. That is the grossest 
bullshit I've ever heard. That is unbelievable. So Hamlin gave him a priesthood blessing, a Mormon priesthood blessing, to bless the semen and then uh, delivered it to him. Oh, my God. And that, that's just one occasion, but there's a whole bunch. So six more charges came from that. The case has been pretty quiet since October. It really has. Like, there's not been a lot of talk of this, considering how horrible this was, how long it went on, how many victims there actually are in right. this situation. Oh, like, so many. Nobody's so many. talking about this. And well, then, and then Rosie gets arrested too. In March, there was talk that he was going to be given bail, and the mm -hmm. community said, "Hell to the no! We don't want this fool walking the streets. We hate him." Keep him in jail where he belongs. And so the judge said, bet, and gave him bail. Mm -hmm. There was even a big petition that was signed by community members saying, keep his ass in jail. We don't want him out here. He doesn't belong, yeah. you know, amongst polite uh, company. But yeah. no, the judge gave him $100,000 bail and he made that. So he's a free man currently. Jesus Christ. And now, of course, we know that his uh, ex-wife, Rosie was also arrested on similar charges, and now it, the beat marches on. We're just waiting. She is being held without bond, though. And she's the, being the, held without bond, yeah. The judge in that case said she's a risk to the community. We're not letting her go anywhere. Yeah. She's like in her mid-70s. She's an old lady. She's 70, yeah. Yeah, well, so is but David. She, yeah. The fact that he's out and she isn't, is it tells you a lot about what you need to know about the culture we grew up in. David Hamblin even admitted on a telephone recording that was being, uh, that was set up by the police between him and a young family member, or had been a young family member, a family member, admitting and apologizing to her. He told her that he's sorry that he raped her, but that was just his body that raped her. He wasn't in his body at the time. Essentially, oh God. you know, his body had been overtaken by a demon or something, and it wasn't him doing it. It was someone else doing it. She but probably made body. herself into pornography by showing off her shoulders or something. Probably. Probably. And she probably went to talk to the bishop about it, and they had to decide whether she needed to uh, repent or not. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Uh, I mean, the level of what David Hamblin has gotten away with at this point is unbelievable. There's also a layer here of interesting uh, bullshit, I guess. Uh, the prosecutor, Prosecutor Levitt, has also been named as a suspect. Why? Well, because yeah. Levitt hasn't done his job. And because Levitt was his neighbor. Mm -hmm. Levitt said that when he was in law school, John Hamblin was, or David Hamblin was his neighbor. And his elders quorum president, and he does have a family association to him, in, er, his family has an association to him. Now, Levitt is saying this is just a political hit job, because, you know, typical. isn't it always? Tim, you know, Tim Hamlin's saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. Or Tim sure. Ballard, I mean. Sorry, I just mixed him up, because it's like they're the same person, really. For sure. <sighs> David Hamlin has been holding, he's been in trouble before for peyote. Uh, he's been holding these groups where they uh, take peyote and they have their healing circle and they do their stuff. And it's this weird mix of like new age, new Native American, uh, Indian style, uh, you know, like Hindu style, Buddhist style uh, spirituality kind of all rolled into one with Mormonism with him as the center of it. It is very weird. This is where it gets very Chad DeBell-esque to me. You know, that he was the prophet-ish that people were looking at to help them with their problems. He was receiving all of this prophecy. He was uh, using his station to abuse people. Yeah. So there's a lot more on David Hamblin. That's as far as I'm going to go with it today because, honestly, it is such a rabbit hole that... There will be more coming. Oh, and we're definitely following him. I will also say Utah. And Rosie. You guys suck. I mean, in a lot of ways. But this is suspect and weird to me. I was trying to get into the Utah repository 
most states have a way where you can search cases because this is all public knowledge. It's supposed right. to be. And mm -hmm. that you can access their websites and you can search their cases and receive, you know, some knowledge about what's going on with these cases. They are public knowledge. Right. Idaho's repository is kind of crappy, but they at least have one. Some states I mean, you don't, can get what you need out of it. Yeah, without having to contact county clerks and stuff. And like, it gets kind of messy, but most, most states now just have a website. I will say that Hawaii's repository is the best one I've ever seen. But so mad props, Hawaii. Utah charges you. So, what? Mm -hmm. Or public record just to mm -hmm. view it? Mm -hmm. What the hell? So the minimum you can put in is $5. And I was like, well, I mean, I just want to look at, I want to see where his case is right now because it's been so quiet. I want to know what's happening, what's been filed, what's going on. Yeah. I paid my little $5. Every time you click, a button comes up and says, this will cost you 20 cents. Are you, do you want to continue? Oh my God. So, okay. Yes, I do. I'm like, I'll pay $5 to find out where this case is at. Sure. No problem at all. Well, guess who you can't find? David Hamlin? Nope. Are you serious? I have his case number. I have his date of birth. I have his full name. I have the county he's being charged in. I have 10 times the amount of information you even have to provide to, to search their records, their records, and David Hamblin doesn't come up. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is very sus. So I wasted $5, David, and or Utah. <laughs> yeah. And it's no big deal, and $5 is nothing. But wow. Yeah. Isn't that very Utah? That is very Utah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, let's keep it quiet. Well, you know, uh, Utah also does not release mugshots until someone is convicted. <laughs> so you can't get mugshots of David Hamblin or Rosie Hamblin. Interesting. The one picture I found of Rosie was black and white. I used yeah. it last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I shared Stop. my I do have a picture of David. Protecting this trash. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Oh. God, he makes my stomach hurt just to look at him. There's someone at my door, so I'm sorry about uh -oh. it. <laughs> my dogs are going to tell you all about it. But yes, this yes. is David. So that's where it sits. So I'm going to leave it right here for now, but we'll we'll keep on top of this. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Well, if you're not fully disturbed, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> Go touch this is grass, why... breathe fresh yeah. air, eat a cookie. Take a break from this shit. Yeah. Pet your dog. But you can see yeah. now why we've decided to start this spinoff called Mormon Misdeeds Unveiled. Because there are so many. And unfortunately, you guys, they're almost always about sexual abuse. Which is so disheartening. But it needs to be out in the sunlight. All of these stories need to be out in the light of day. People need to understand. And, and I will tell you that um, we have done a little work with and are going to continue to support us whatever we can. A website called floodlit.org. And floodlit.org is a place that is tracking all of these child sexual abuse cases or just uh, abuse cases in general that are relating to Mormon perpetrators and Mormon victims. So um, check out floodlit.org. If you are an ex-Mormon or a Mormon and have family who have been convicted, please add them to Floodlit. Mm -hmm. uh, we definitely grew up with everything being kept in the dark. Um, when our grandfather went to prison for molesting our cousin, our mom called everyone she could think of mm -hmm. who had any contact with him who had children and told them everything. Mm -hmm. And she was an absolute pariah in my dad's family for that. Oh, yeah. And she didn't care. She was tired of the mm -hmm. lies. She was tired of keeping all of this in the dark and protecting offenders. She was done. She told everybody she could get her hands on. And I thought, I kind of think we're, we're carrying on her legacy by doing exactly what we're doing here. Absolutely. So check out floodlit.org. Uh, it's, we'll be sharing more stories from floodlit.org and particularly the ones from our area, because many of them we have some knowledge of, which is yeah. horrible to say, but is in fact true. Yeah. The dark can't exist where the light shines, right? So we're right. just going to keep shining light.
that's what we have to do. We have to do. The more we know about it, the more tools we have to stop it. The more Mormon women know about people like Tim Ballard, maybe the more they will be um, not just complying the next time something like this happens. I don't sure. want to blame victims, and that is not my point in talking about this at all. No. But I do want you to understand why something like this could happen within this religion and within this culture. And it's not the only one. I know there are many others, but we were literally raised from the time we were tiny children to participate and comply. Absolutely. Yep. Obedience, man. That's all we were supposed to do is just smile and look pretty and be obedient. And being obedient was and still is. A number one. Yep. So, you know, guess who's not obedient? Yeah, we're not at all. Never have been. <laughs> never going to be. Our mom was not obedient. We were not expected to be obedient. And we aren't. No. No. And we're going to speak up for people who didn't get that programming because we did. And we're lucky yep. for that. And with that, we are the True Crime Squad. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode, as well as our um, live stream case updates Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Uh -huh. Mountain. And we will share, um, I guess I'll say it now, uh, we, we do have our uh, monthly subscription um, with YouTube, if you, if you follow us there, you will know that we have a monthly... Um, watch party where we watch a true crime documentary together you watch it on your own device and then and we just have a live chat open so that we can talk during the trial and this week we're going to be watching on wednesday night this will be at about 8 15 mountain and there'll be a live stream where you can join it it's called the devil on trial this will be on netflix it's an hour and 20 minutes long it's scary as hell, and that I thought maybe that would be a great one for um, Halloween month. So you'll want to check that out. <laughs> we'll be posting that. More information in that the live stream will show up on our YouTube channel too. So you'll you'll get the details again if you are a if you are a member of our YouTube channel. But that's four ninety nine mm -hmm. a month, and then you get you get a um, a watch party with us every month, and uh, they're a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I think so, uh, you're living shit out everybody, but it's pretty good. Bring your blankies and your teddy bears and your popcorn. And you're out scary. if you yeah. imbibe, because you might need it. I'm probably not <laughs> to you. get through this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, pretty scary. Uh, but anyway, we'll be doing all of that this week. So there's so much more to come. Thank you all so very much for being here. You know it. We are the True Crime Squad. Take care.